You are now listening to the Flurry Podcast, hosted by Marquise Rawls. The super middleweight division ain't big enough for two Caleb's to be in there. So both of them had to fight each other. Caleb Plant versus Caleb Truax. And it was a very, very one-sided fight. This might have been the most one-sided fight I've seen in at least a good year. Well, that I can actually recall. Uh, Caleb Plant, he just did 10 times better than Caleb Truax did. His jab was better. His footwork was better. His counters were more sharp. His combinations were more tight and crispier. Uh, His defense was impeccable. And he just won every single round clear. Uh, There's not one round that I can even, even if I squint my eyes, turn my head sideways, you know, lift up my glasses just a little bit, like two inches up, that I can say that Caleb Truax won a round. I, I just don't see it, you know. I just don't see him winning not one round. I can't even say that there's a good solid 45 seconds that he won. <laughs> That that's how one sided this fight was. But if you know Caleb Planton have been watching him for some time, you know that he he's a super intelligent technician in the ring. And yes, he's undefeated, but I can go as far as saying that he hasn't lost a round. Not a fight. He hasn't lost a round in like two years. Obviously, I'm gonna go and look it up. And you could debate me on that, but I'm saying that he hasn't lost a round in like two years. So that just lets you know right there how technical and how intelligent and how high his ring IQ is when he steps in his ring. He's athletic. He's hella quick. And he just knows how to think better than his opponents in the ring. And this performance was just a typhoon of offense and defense combined together for perfection for perfection and it was exciting to watch so moving forward from this fight what is next for Caleb Plant a lot of people are talking about Caleb Plant versus Canelo Uh, Caleb Plant he's definitely interested in the fight but I don't want him to fight Canelo next one, because Canelo has two fights already set up. He has the one against um, Yildrim. I believe that's how you say his name. In February. And then there's talks about him and Billy Joe Sanders fighting in May, I believe. Uh, Cinco de Mayo weekend, I believe. So he already got his, his two fights uh, set up. So if he does fight Canelo, it's going to be more so in like December or November. Uh, basically late uh, 2021. And uh, I think that's kind of it's kind of long. If you just fought in January, then your next fight is in like December. It's it's like ten months in between. That's 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 kind of a uh, long waiting period. So I don't think he should really be going for that. But besides that, I don't think he's quite ready for him yet. And like I said, he was fantastic against Caleb Truax, and Caleb Truax is a tough opponent. He has a lot of experience. He's been in the ring with a lot of elite level competition throughout his career. And yes, he was 37, but he said he feels good. He says he he feels great 
He was coming off an injury, but he said he feels fine. He said he feels 100%. So going off his his words, he's in great condition, right? Just going off of Caleb Truex where he's in great condition. Uh, but he just got shut out every single round. But back to my point, Caleb Plant, he's not ready for two reasons. He's not ready because, one, um, he hasn't fought a very come forward fighter who's effective, right? Not saying that he's never fought a come forward fighter. Caleb Truax, he was coming forward. When he fought uh, Uzgadaki for his his championship belt, Uzgadaki was a come forward fighter. When he fought that guy who came down from light heavyweight, I think his name was like Mike Lee or something, he was a come forward fighter and he was bigger. So he fought come forward fighters before, but he's never fought a come forward fighter who... It's just as smart as you, who has real good power, who could set traps, who could jab with you, who's just as quick as you, and who is effective in every single thing that they do, like Canelo is. Canelo is effective in every single thing that he does. And Caleb Plant, he just hasn't fought a fighter like that before. And I'm not saying that there's a wide gap of talent between Caleb Plant and and Canelo, I'm just saying that Caleb Plant, he he's very, very close to being ready, but I think he just needs just a tiny bit notch more. Just a tiny bit notch more. That tiny bit notch that he can get from fighting someone like a David Benavidez. Or fighting someone like like a David Morrell, who's a a really, really good up and coming uh fighter in the super midweight division who's really making a name for himself. So I just feel like he just needs just just that one more fight. That one more fight of a very tough, strong, and crafty competition that can just give him the little bit more notch that he needs to be ready for Canelo. Then you and Canelo, y'all could throw down. That's all I'm saying. Because Canelo is always someone where he just knows how to get the best of everyone and you want to be ready on all fronts so i hope in his next fight he fights a david benavidez which would be a fantastic fight uh david benavidez i don't believe he has any belts at the moment because he lost it on the scale sad case but you know it's it's it happens sometimes but they fight each other in the winner fights canelo i think that's i think that's what i want to see you know Next news or next fight that that happened was a Michael Coffey, a Kofi, a Kofi Coffey. Uh, he's a up and coming heavyweight uh, fighter, pretty big guy. He's two seventy plus, two seventy plus. So really, really big man in the ring. Uh, he fought someone named Rock. I forget Rock's first name. Sorry, I apologize for getting your first name, but I know your last name is Rock. Michael Coffey looked fantastic, and this is what I love seeing. The heavyweight division is low-key, one of the best divisions. Well, not even low-key, high-key. High-key, one of the best divisions out right now. Yes, they have uh, the their top names in the Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua, but they have garnered a big second class of really good fighters 
And I think Michael Crawford with this win. And this is my first time seeing him fight. I will admit it's my first time seeing him fight. But he impressed me so much. And he he didn't look like he didn't look like your average heavyweight where he just comes in and just starts throwing a bunch of big punches hoping one lands for a knockout. No, he was calculated in his in his punches. He actually used his jab. You could tell that he's someone who who has good IQ because he was evaluating his opponent before he made his his calculated risk of attack and got the knockout. So I was really impressed with him. Um, I will be looking now for his his next fight. And if he impresses me again, then I will wholeheartedly say that I will be a fan. Some other news. They have demoted the great Manny Pac-Man Pacquiao. They said he's a champion in recess. Whatever the hell that means. So basically, he just got demoted to champion to not champion, basically. And they upgraded your Dennis Ugas to the World Super Championship of the Welterweight Division. I forget which alphabet belt it is, but you can look it up because I'm not doing it. And off rip, your Dennis Ugas and Earl Spence going back and forth. Earl Spence saying, you got what I want, so I got to come see you. Your Dennis Ugas is like, yo, I'm ready. I got the belt. I'm ready. Let's go. Let's get it. And they might fight, you know, for all we know, it can happen this year. It can happen this year. And do I need to say what what's going to happen? Do I need to say that Earl Spence is going to win? Do I need to say that Earl Spence might even knock him out? Do I need to say that? Hmm? Hmm? I do? Okay, so I'm going to say Earl Spence is going to win this fight. And he's going to knock the fuck out of your Dennis Ugas. I'm sorry, Ugas. I like you as a fighter. I'm a fan of you. I do. But Earl Spence is a god in the boxing ring. He's a god. And the only person that could be the god is another god. And that's Terrence Crawford. He's the only person at 147 who could be Spence. Two gods going at it. You, you a demigod. You a demigod. Joey Spencer... He is also in the, is he middleweight or super middleweight? He might be super middleweight. He had a fight. He's another up and comer. Young guy, I believe he's 20 years old. He had 11 fights so far. Another person where his uh, his team behind him, I think, personally think that his team behind him is very calculated in the opponents that they choose for him. Um, But, you know, they're trying to get him to that stardom level, so... That's what happens in the beginning. So, you know, I, I don't really like it, but it happens. So he came up. Um, he fought this guy, Selden. He beat him badly. Uh, he definitely needs a step-up fight. Uh, super middleweight, you know, there's some good names out there that he can go fight. But I don't really want to talk about Joey Spencer. I want to talk about the fucking ref for this fight. Because... I don't know what happened behind the scenes. I think Joey Spencer talked about it a little bit, but I didn't really pay attention to it. The ref off rip said, I don't like the way you was looking. No fighting dirty. The fuck does that mean? You don't like the way I was looking? What the hell does that mean? Okay, so off rip this ref, he, he's on some nonsense, right? So Selden does three blatant, I will say three blatant, 
behind the head shots to Joey Spencer. I mean, it can't get more clear than what he did. And they look like some pretty hard shots too. And the ref took away two points, which I can see that. I'm not mad about that. I'm not mad at all about that. He threw three blatant shots behind the head, knowing very well what he was doing, that it was illegal, and he did it right in front of your face. I understand that. What I don't understand and what I don't like was Selden. He got upset that he got knocked down two times and the ref called it off. I understand Fox is getting upset. You want to win. Your pride is a little hurt. You know, your ego might be shattered a little bit that someone just beat you up. I get it. A lot of boxers go through the cycle of emotions when they lose a fight. But you know who can't go through the cycle of emotions? The fucking ref. Why the fuck did this ref go to Selden's corner and threaten to dock his pay? Yo, stop playing with me. If I was Selden, I would have told that ref, I'm, a, I'm about to hit you in the back of the head three times. Fuck is you talking about? You going to come to me and say, and threaten to dock my pay? Yo, no ref should have all that power. No one ref should have, should have all that power. There should not be in any sport, not just box, in any sport where a ref can dock your pay or fine you. Because this ref definitely had, he, he had some personal issue against Selden. Like I said, I don't know if something happened behind the scenes or before the fight. He has some personal issue. Because I've seen, I've seen boxers get upset. I've seen boxers yell and scream at refs before. I've seen it. And none of them have threatened to dock a fighter's pay. And none of them have actually docked a fighter's pay. Well, to my knowledge, they haven't. But this ref, this bitch-ass ref, wanted to threaten to dock his pay on national live TV. Fuck you. If I'm Selden, like I said, I'm I'm telling that ref, nah, I, I, I'm going to hit you in the back of the head three times if you dock my pay. And you're not a boxer or an athlete, so you're going to get hurt by this. fuck is he talking about, man? They need to change that. Ain't no ref, ain't no way a ref should have the ability and the power and authority to dock a boxer's pay. Knowing that boxers, they put their health and life on the line for the sport. They sign the contract knowing that they can go in there and get hurt. They know that they can go in there and possibly have to spend the night in the hospital. Knowing that they're basically signing up to to get beat up. Not saying that that's the goal to get beat up, but they sign up with knowing that there's an opportunity that they might lose and get beat up. And you have the nerve to tell that person, I'm going to dock your pay. Okay, last news. Last news. Manny Pac-Man Pacquiao and Ryan Garcia are in talks of having a quote-unquote mega fight. I don't really think it's going to be a mega fight, but you know, it's going to be a pretty talked about fight. It's Manny Pacquiao and Ryan Garcia is coming off an impressive win against Luke Campbell. So it's going to be a pretty big, big deal if they do fight. You know what I was thinking about? I was thinking about how would I feel if I was Terrence Crawford? Because if I was Terrence Crawford and I've been asking, I've been picking up the phone, making phone calls. 
I've been texting everyone that I can. I've been telling Bob Arum, yo, make this goddamn Pacquiao fight for five or six years. And I earned it, became the undisputed champion at 140. Then I moved up to 147. And in my first fight, I get uh, 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 Jeff Horn, the guy that beat you. And I knocked him the fuck out. I made him look like a child in the ring. And you can still deny me the fight. And then Ryan Garcia comes. You know, he has some impressive wins. He fights Luke Campbell. Another impressive win. Knocking him out. TKO round seven with body shots. And you're going to say yes to him. Stop playing with me. I'm bringing the whole goddamn Omaha, Nebraska out. And we going to goddamn press this issue now. We're going to press this issue. Why are you saying you no know to Terrence Crawford for? Now, now, now... I'm starting to think that all this time you was scared and ducking. And don't get me wrong, Manny Pac-Man Pacquiao, his, his legacy and his career is solidified. He solidified himself with the realists. He solidified himself with the all-time grace, with the goats of the, the boxing world. He solidified himself up there. He's up there. But now I got an asterisk on your career now. An asterisk because now I feel like you was ducking. You know, at at first I didn't think you was ducking. At first I was like, nah, he he he's not ducking. He just feels like he's just choosing the the more sensible fight that can, you know, benefit him the most. And the fight between him and Terrence Crawford it doesn't really benefit him that much. That's what I was giving Manny Pacquiao the benefit of the doubt until this happened. Until this happened, what is the benefit of Manny Pacquiao beating Ryan Garcia? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Because Manny Pacquiao is at 147. I doubt if he's going to go down. I, I'm pretty sure he's going to be the A-side. And I'm pretty sure he's going to tell Ryan Garcia, Hey, how, how about you come up to 147 and fight me there? Ryan Garcia, he, see the, he sees those zeros and all those numbers on his check. Yeah, I could eat. You know, two more burgers, you know, get the 147, you know, no problem. So what's the benefit? You beat a kid who's 22 years old, 21, 23, however old Ryan Garcia is. Yes, he's fast. He's strong. Incredible fighter. But you're Manny Pacquiao. What do you benefit from beating Ryan Garcia? And then on top of that, if you go in there and you lose, then what will really be the point of it? What will really be the point? There's no way Manny Pacquiao can benefit from fighting a Ryan Garcia. And if I'm Terrence Crawford, I will feel the utmost disrespect for Manny Pacquiao because, yes, like I said, I always gave Pacquiao the benefit of the doubt that there was not a lot that he could benefit from fighting a Terrence Crawford. But then you think about it, there is something he could benefit. You saw how much praise that Manny Pacquiao got when he beat Keith Thurman? They praised him. Yo, people started saying that he had a better career than Floyd Mayweather after he beat Keith Thurman. They was calling Manny Pacquiao the greatest 40-plus-year-old boxer ever when he beat Keith Thurman. That's how much praise they was giving him, and he he deserved it. But imagine the the amount of, of godly praise you will get. If he went in the ring, fought Terrence Crawford, and beat Terrence Crawford, bro, people will make 
statues. They would make a brand new synagogue in the name of Manny Pacquiao. And they will worship you. They will kiss the ring. They will kiss the toes. They will be lucky just to touch the hem of your garment. Look at the benefit. Do you know the greatness that that he he will automatically go to number one greatest boxer of all time if he beat a Terrence Crawford? That's the benefit. There's no benefit to beating Ryan Garcia. There's no benefit to fighting Ryan Garcia at all. So now Manny Pacquiao, I'm saying it right here. You was ducking Terrence Crawford for all these years. You was ducking because you knew you couldn't beat him. You were scared. And like I said before, he has solidified his career already. But now I, myself, there's an asterisk right by your name now. The asterisk says, duck Terrence Crawford for six years. That's all for the podcast. Hope you enjoyed. I'm out. Peace, King. You were just listening to the Floyd Podcast hosted by Monkeys Rawls. Come back for the next episode or go back and listen to the previous ones if you haven't done so. 